What's up, everybody? It's episode 62 of everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name is Nick Rose. I'm here uh, again this week bringing you the important questions like, if you see a heat wave, should you wave back? <laughs> All right, man, let's hit the theme song. We got a lot to cover today. <laughs> Another week is upon us. How's everybody been? I'm doing good. Um, I'm sorry for my my absence and stuff. I've been uh, it's been hard this this season. I've been working a lot more. Um, not complaining. I mean, I love I love what I do. I love the check and everything. But dude, I've been working almost sixty hours a week, and I just have not had time to sit down and record. So I'm gonna have to start uh, stockpiling these up again and start recording multiple episodes at a time in order to get these out on time to you guys so um but i'm trying i'm, I'm trying and i'm here um i've been missing this i love doing the show uh, i'm not skipping out on it <clears throat> so there's a lot we got to talk about today and and there's a lot weighing on me and it's, it's crazy um call me ignorant or or whatever but i i never knew that the world was as bad as it as it really is i mean i, I knew it was bad but not in my neck of the woods, you know. It's like I never experienced this. You see it on TV all the time. You see, you read about it on the on the news and on online and everything, but you never see it firsthand. And I'm seeing stuff firsthand, and it, it's really been bumming me out. Um, you know, I I know that that for instance, and I, I I don't I don't get political. I don't do that. But um um I know that racism has always been a big thing, and uh, I just never realized how big or how um widely acceptable it is now and uh <clears throat> it's just crazy so the other night uh i don't want to say a week ago i i took my kids out to dinner and uh you know you you always see the uh you, the stereotype redneck guy driving in the giant beat up pickup truck with the giant american flag flying behind it and it's just he's got the two flags and I saw that the other day, and and he had the American flag on the left side of his truck as he was driving by, and the other side he had a Nazi flag um, that he was flying, uh, complete with the the swastika and the eagle and everything on it. And I just, for one, I don't know who who makes these items and and is okay with it, and I don't know who who sells them or where you can buy those or why would you even want to. And this guy is parading around driving his truck around f flying this flag i thought okay that's that's a little strange i've never seen that before that was kind of off-putting and then uh, uh the next day i uh i took my kids up to the zoo and uh, i stopped at the stopped at the store you know on the way there get some get some snacks and some crackers and stuff get some uh big bottles of water and everything and there's only one lane open as always you know there's a line and in front of me there's this uh, Mexican couple with a baby, and they're paying with their their uh, EBT and, and food stamps, trying to get groceries. And the cashier is a elderly old uh, white woman, 
and she's treating him like garbage. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe they just don't know what they're doing. Or maybe, they, you know, they've been there a while. It's just getting frustrating. Things aren't working out, you know. And she's pretty much treating him like garbage. And she's all angry and stuff. And uh, I get up in the lane. I'm next. And then there's a woman behind me, another Mexican woman. And she tells her, she's like, you need to go. You need to go do the self-checkout or something. I can't help you over here. And then uh, I'm thinking, okay, maybe she's going on break or something. But then I get up there in line, and she goes, oh, hey, sweetie, how's your day going? And and honestly, I couldn't help but feel it was a white thing. She was nice to me because I wasn't, I didn't look uh, a certain ethnicity. And uh, that just, that was disheartening to see. I, I've never seen that before, and I've never experienced that. And it was, it really bummed me out to think that that's just so acceptable and how, far back our brains have gone and uh why we're reverting back to uh such a primitive time when you know before you know we're gonna have separate uh separate water fountains again and it's just it's stupid and it's wrong and i don't know it it bums me out because that's the future my kids are going to grow up in and you, you think our job in this life is to leave the world a better place than we had it and that's what i try to do and it just seems to be going down the drain further and further every day. And it's scary. And, uh, there, there was another one. I, I have a friend on online here and she's always been super kind and, and, and loving to my kids and stuff. And, uh, there's this, this post that popped up on my, my Facebook page. Uh, there was a missing teenage girl and she was Hispanic. And this woman who I've been friends with for years, writes on there she doesn't speak my language so it's not my problem and i was taken aback by that like what do you mean not your problem we're all human beings and if there's a missing teenage girl i could not imagine if my daughter ended up missing or my son ended up missing and somebody wouldn't help me because of their ethnicity that's not right and it's up to us now to make that change and stop accepting the garbage that we're feeding off each other because this is wrong. And, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I just really wanted to talk about that for a minute and, and, uh, let you guys know that's what's going on in this world. And it's, it's scary and it's, it's not okay. And, um, if you see that and just stop, <laughs> you know, think about the, the world you want to grow up in and you want your kids to grow up in and, and future generations, man, we don't, we don't need to live, our lives in hate and in bigotry and stuff, or there won't be a future left to live in. Um, like I said, man, we're all human beings and, and we all serve the same purpose in life, which is basically just survival. We all go to work. We all pay our bills. We all try to keep a roof over our head. It's survival. None nothing else matters. And, um, that's my message to you guys today. So I'm going to play a song and then I'm going to go into our top, 10 this week um which kind of coincides with uh future events and stuff but it's a fun one i'm gonna lighten the mood a little bit i know i've been bringing you guys down for the last almost eight minutes but um we're we'll get there you know and uh we're gonna have a fun episode so here's a song sit back and enjoy yourself
song but it, it sounds happy so um there you go now okay so our top 10 this week um i know this this is becoming more and more of a movie podcast but that's what i love i love movies i love uh, uh watching films and, and enjoying them it's just what life's about man you got to find those little moments that um, you enjoy and um everything so there's a movie that came out um in 1993 it's one of my favorite movies of all time called demolition man and um <clears throat> i don't know if you guys have seen it it's uh, it's a good film. There's going to be spoilers here, so if you don't want to know the plot, don't listen. But at the same time, uh, this is going to be a cool top ten episode, and you'll see why. So um, basically, it's a it's a futuristic movie starring Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Um, so check it out. It's uh, it opens in a post-apocalyptic L.A. In 1996, where gang warfare is in the order of the day, uh, psychotic gang leader Simon Phoenix, who is Wesley Snipes, uh, has taken a busload of hostages and the demolition man, John Spartan, who is Sylvester Stallone, disobeys orders to take down Phoenix. Uh, unfortunately, Spartan is falsely accused of manslaughter for the deaths of the hostages, and both Phoenix and Spartan are sent to a cryo prison, um, or they're frozen for 70 years. Uh, when Simon Phoenix escapes in a crime-free utopia in L.A. in 2032, uh, the police are not prepared to deal with this level of violence. They have no choice but to defrost John Spartan so he can take down Phoenix again. 
Um, and that's basically it. It's a it's an action sci-fi thriller about the future. And uh, so today's episode, I'm going to do top 10 things that the movie Demolition Man predicted about the future that they actually got right so far in 2017. So um, <clears throat> pretty crazy because I was watching it the other day. So I uh, I had the movie and I, I had it in, in my laptop ready to go and everything when my laptop crashed. And uh, I've been dying to watch this movie because I've got it on VHS tape, and I my I don't have a functioning VCR right now, and so I can't watch the movie. And I want to I want to see Demolition Man. I haven't watched it in years. Um, I love this movie, and uh, so I was searching the stores for it off and on, and for weeks, and I, and I couldn't find it. I finally found it in a, in a four pack of movies. And I was like, okay, I'll get this. Finally watched it the other day, and I'm like, you know what? This is uh, it still holds up pretty well, I think. So. Um, was watching and I was like, man, they got a lot of this stuff right. So I thought to myself, here's your top ten. So uh, number one, <clears throat> this is all no no particular order, but uh, number one, Arnold Schwarzenegger's political career. So we all laughed in 1993 at the concept of Schwarzenegger running for any kind of political office, never mind the presidency. But after two terms as the governor of California, it's not looking so unlikely anymore. Sure, he's getting back into movies now, but who's to say that a 61st Amendment allowing foreigners to run for the presidency is out of the question? It seems like that we're heading that way anyway, and I know he's already challenged the current president about taking his place. So um, that's that's a big part of the movie. Uh, number two, the rise of video calling. Um, it's not an early 90s action movie without some gratuitous nudity true that in this case delivered through a video call uh it's an odd sort of video call that starts without you actually having to answer uh sure video calling existed before 1993 but it was not until broadband connections became more prevail prevalent that it existed in the form shown in the movie so um yeah number three self-driving cars uh almost all the cars in the film um are self-driving and with Google leading the charge on self-driving cars, the technology is already here. And Google's latest cars have driven over 300,000 miles without an incident. It won't be long until they're a common sight on our roads. And you saw it on Demolition Man first. Number four, Taco Bell is winning the franchise wars. Now, in the film, the only restaurants are Taco Bell. They won the mysterious franchise wars, and they're the only chain left standing. While Taco Bell have not yet won the wars... Um, they have just come up with the waffle taco breakfast, and with technology that advanced, no other chain can stand before them. So, <laughs> number five, Wesley Snipes is a hardened criminal. <laughs> All right, so he didn't lead a gang of hardened criminals. This one's on there just for fun, you know. Uh, but he did commit some pretty serious tax evasion, and he had a prison sentence and everything. So, I mean, it wasn't cryo prison. He wasn't frozen, but you, you get the gist of what I'm saying. <coughs> Six, teleconferences. Um, that's right. The modern office joy of teleconferences has made it to 2032. For some reason, however, each of the TV screens has some nice table space, which is a little odd considering they're not physically there. Um, it's a nice touch when they spin around and follow the speaker throughout the room, but uh, it was pretty novel stuff back in 1993. Uh, it's commonplace now, just as they predicted. Number seven, biometric implants. Um Everyone in the shiny utopia that is future L.A. has an implant that they use as ID, as uh, medical trackers in a virtual wallet. While we already have medical implants to monitor insulin levels and control pacemakers, with the rise of NFC on phones, it's only a matter of time until you have had tiny implants in your hand. And the scary thing is, um, there's been rumors of that already happening uh, with uh, newborns, where uh, doctors are taking un unknown blood samples and 
and doing stuff to babies, and you don't have a choice. So, but I'm not going to get into that today. So, number eight, tablet computers. Who needs an iPad when you have this wonderful little device in your hand? It's perfect for the cryo prison warden on the go. Now, say what you want about the other things on this list, but that was some good forward thinking. Um, sure, huge tablet computers existed in 1993, but they didn't have full video calling service as a feature. Number nine, voice-activated appliances. Um, everything from the lights to the cars to the automated ticket machine for breaking the verbal morality statute has voice controls in Demolition Man's future. We already have Siri and Google Voice search. How long before they take away the profanity? Uh, number 10, YouTube instructional videos. In, in one of my personal favorite scenes, the police resort to an instructional videos to find out how to arrest a maniac. Um, like many YouTube videos, it has a similar end result. So uh, there's your 10, man. And, and it's uh, <clears throat> it's crazy. I'll, I'll give you a bonus one. I mean, the, the, the PC culture, the, the offended by everything culture, that's what they lived in, this, this crazy utopia. And I, I see it. I see it. Um, and who knows how long it's going to be before people start living underground, you know, looking for, for a fresh way of life and, and uh, breaking into Taco Bells for food. But um, and and I just want to point out that in the movie it is Taco Bell that uh, wins the franchise wars. And on the DVDs and the European versions, they changed it and overdubbed it to Pizza Hut. It's weird. It's why I never bought the DVD to begin with. The one I got the other day actually has Taco Bell on it, so it's cool. It's not edited. And uh, there you go. So if you have not seen the movie, this list makes no sense to you whatsoever. But go find it, man. Demolition Man. It's a great movie. Um. I, I think it still holds up, actually. I watched it the other day, and I was like, this is this is still good. And uh, you'll notice a little cameo of uh, Jesse Ventura and Jack Black in the movie. So uh, go ahead and check that out, man. So now, uh, with that done, let's hit everyone's next favorite segment, the trivia. So I'm going to give you an unfair one today. Uh, so last week's uh, trivia question was, um, or the last couple of weeks, was what was the number tattooed on Magneto's arm in the first X-Men movie? And the answer is 14782. So uh, if you need to go back and pause that and screenshot it, do your thing, man. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Today I'm going to go along with our theme of Demolition Man and ask you a question from the movie. So um, if you haven't seen the movie... Sorry, go watch it, and then you get the, you can answer the trivia question. So, um, question is: As a part of John's rehabilitation, he was designed to a particular hobby slash craft slash sport to undertake. What was it? So, uh, there's your trivia for the week. Um, you can answer that at uh, justokpod at gmail .com. Um, You can also answer it on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay, um, where you can also go to soundcloud.com slash this podcast is just okay to listen to or search on itunes and uh leave us a review man leave me a review five stars if you love it one star if you hate it three stars if you're in the middle um if you're looking for fun cool acoustic videos and uh uh good stuff there go to youtube.com slash kiss member 34 where 
I haven't put one up in a while, but I do acoustic videos and um, music. So if you like the songs you hear on the show, there's more show songs on YouTube. So uh, let's see. Twitter, I'm at OzMusic34 and KissMember34 on Instagram, where I do a different album cover each and every week for each and every episode. Um, this one is going up today, and I'll have to make an album cover today for it. So you'll see it fresh, hot off the presses. Um, so speaking of uh, emails, uh, once again, justokpod at gmail.com. Let's hit our mailbag segment and uh, read some of your guys' letters. You have new mail waiting. Okay, so I have two uh emails from you guys this week um not a whole lot but that's okay this comes from stephanie uh so thanks steph for listening to the show and writing in it says hello i am interested in your timeshare unit please let me know if this is still available for sale thanks stephanie well no it's not available um i actually never had a timeshare if i did i don't know anything about it or where it's located so you could message me for the deets i'd love to go on vacation uh something that uh, i never get to do so um thank you for for uh calling and reminding me that uh i never get to take a break so anyway <clears throat> next email comes from mr david kelly i'm sorry if i i messed your name up there uh, but I just want to say thank you again for writing into the show, for listening and stuff. Um, it says, I want to hear from you, urgent for more details. That's the subject line. So you know this email is going to be pretty good. So thank you for writing to me. It says, <coughs> oh, wow. This is a long one here. <clears throat> Bear with me. It says, uh, I am a banker by profession and currently holds the position of chief auditor in our bank. I have the ability to transfer unclaimed funds of U.S. dollars 6.2 million that belong to one of our late customer who bear the same last name with you who died in a car crash along with his family and no one came to put claim on funds. If left unclaimed, the fund will be transferred to the state treasury in the bank. So I invite you to a deal where we can facilitate the transfer of this fund and I promise you 50% as a percentage of the fund will be transferred into your account. Meanwhile, here are the needed information from you for the facilitation of the funds. That was a long run-on sentence. There was no period in between. Uh, let's see, he needs my first and last name, my telephone number, my age, my country, my occupation, and my email address. Um, I want to hear from you for more details. Best regard, David. Well, thank you for the concern, David. Here's the thing, and I've said this to the Nigerian prince. Why are you getting 50% of my cash, brohan? Okay, first of all, I need to uh, correct your grammar here, maybe get you a dictionary. Um, learn where a period ends a sentence, buddy, because that was a mouthful, and I had to take many short breaths. So thank you for that, bro. Um, you already emailed me, so you have my email address. You um, actually didn't say my first and last name, but hey, dude, look, I tell you every episode on the podcast here. Um, <clears throat> all the other stuff is nonsense. You don't need to know any of that. Um, and I, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if, uh, if, uh, you're holding out my 6.2 million cash, um, I will have a mob boss break your knees. So there's that. Thank you guys for writing in. Thank you for listening. And, um, well, I guess that concludes our broadcast day. So, uh, I'll catch you guys, uh, next time. Yeah, same bat time, same bat channel. Have a week. Wow. <laughs>